I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a walk with a guest to take a little wander into their life. This week I'm stomping with influencer, queer icon and disability activist, Sophie Butler. Sophie is a beacon of light when it comes to disability awareness, education and providing honest, true, real world, lived experience of having and living with a disability. In 2017, Sophie had an accident which left her paralysed from the waist down and since then she uses a wheelchair. What Sophie does so brilliantly on her platform is highlights the challenges people face with disability, but also the joy and the added value to society that disabled people bring. I think she is truly a honest and real person and I'm so excited to hear her story today. I think regardless of whether you're able-bodied or disabled, I think there's a lot to take away from today's episode. Enjoy. A quick reminder that looking after your mental health means working on your mental fitness each and every day, which is why I wrote the Mind Manual. It is there to be your friend. It's there to help you to achieve better mental health, happiness, productivity, purpose. It's there to help you, okay? So work on your mental fitness little and often and you'll reap the benefits. Check the book out. Hello everyone, welcome uh, back to the Stompcast. Uh, so, well, Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. We are in one of our favourite parks uh, on the Stompcast. I've been here in rain, which I'm thankful it's not raining right now, <laughs> although it might do in a bit. I've been here in snow. I've been here in sunshine. Uh, we haven't had any thunder yet, and fingers crossed we won't have that either, but we've been here quite often. So we are in Greenwich Park. Um, it is a beautiful uh, place. Why do you like coming here? Oh, I'm, it's really close to me. I'm an East London gal, so it's a beautiful place in East London. There's just, I find it with London, obviously, there's so many big buildings, there's so mm. many skyscrapers, and that's one thing I love about it. But I love it when you can come here and it just feels a little bit old-timey, mm. but just not too old-timey that I can't get around. Um, I love looking at the old buildings, the Greenwich University, the Maritime Museum. Which and It's just like, on our left now. It's just it? on our left, yeah. And it's yeah, all just beautiful greenery, I think, which when you find it in London, you've really just got to enjoy it. I think so. I've said this before on the podcast I think a lot of the time people um, think of London as like a very very like concrete concrete e-place very Mm. scientific of me but (laughs) actually there are lots of parks and if you can find a little nest egg Mm. like this then you can have some great Stomping and some great nature you know, time. My flatmate told me something the other day, and it's coming from my flatmate who I've actually not verified their sources, so this might not be true, but you can <laughs> verify keep it for names, me. Fine, yeah. right. An unnamed so, flatmate. Fact check it, unnamed flatmate, and then if it's right, I'll name him. But he um, he told me that apparently, oh, we all think of London as not being very green, but apparently there is a lot of greenery in London, so much so that it actually does count as a forest technically. 
Wow. Like by te- we by are going to have to. We're going to have to check that one. Yeah, but, we'll have to fact check that. Because that is such a cool. Because that's such a cool <laughs> fact. I really hope that's true. And it does make sense. There are many. This is a royal park. There are. Oh gosh, are seven or eight royal parks. God, I'm, we're claiming all the facts here today. <laughs> Get to check that one. But it's, you know, there are several quite large parks like this. And Greenwich is amazing, of course, because it has that history with the Greenwich Mean Time as well, isn't it? Mm. The kind of centre point for our for our clock and things. And yeah, over the years, I'd imagine so many people have spent time here as families or wanders or like days out, you know, in the park. And and I think, you know, f- for me, I, one of the things I'm really kind of passionate about and we talk about a lot on the Stompcast is the benefit, I guess, for, yeah, like your physical health and all that, but also the mental health side as well. Do you find a benefit from being in nature, like in this space? Do you find comfort and peace here? Yeah, absolutely. I think as a disabled person, so because I'm a wheelchair user, I think nature can sometimes be quite hard to Mm. enjoy because I think what might be just like, you know, like, oh, we're going to go for like a little hike or a little Mm. walk. For me, that might be quite a lot of like energy. Mm. But I think it is so good to get out in nature. I mean, I love the gym. I love swimming. But to go somewhere where there's like a natural environment and Mm. just to do some like, you know, light exercise, some light pushing and really enjoy the scenery around you. I just think it's phenomenal. Get a good podcast on, get some music on Mm. and really just take it in. How do you notice, when you think about how you feel, how do you compare, or have you thought of a comparison between like being outside in nature versus how, say, gym and exercise? I know that you you love the gym and, you know, the swimming and things like that. Do you notice like a difference? Because I often, just from my experience, I... I do, I love the gym, but I do find that in terms of like peace and just feeling really calm, especially when stressed, nothing beats just going for a good old outdoor stomp or whatever, you know, makes such a difference to me. Yeah, I think the difference for me is I I feel it within like my my mentality. So I'm really competitive with myself. So every time I'm going swimming, I'm thinking, right, you need to get Mm. that just as many meters as you did before. Or, you know, you you know, like I'm really competitive with myself in like a really nice way that really pushes me. But I think when I'm out in nature, if I'm just going for like a little walk, um, I'm more just thinking of like in the moment, like this is really nice. I really, I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, um, and I'm really enjoying what I'm doing rather than thinking of it being something that's pushing me like further. It almost sounds like um, different tools for different purposes. Is that yeah. fair? Like it's yeah, like a different yeah, yeah. reason. I kind of, yeah, that makes sense to me as well. Because when I go to the gym, I do feel like that for me is like the real like the real energy release, that kind of, I don't know, that raw like endorphin feeling where, and I I find that really helpful at the end of the day. Often when it comes to like walks, I do it at the start of the day because it sets that mindset, that calmness of approaching the day. Rather than rushing into the day with like your mind in like 20 different places. Yeah, Yeah. running around in different different spaces. Um, You, I'm really interested by the work that you do. And a lot of it seems to be you, know, you work with a lot of very big brands. You do a lot of campaigns. You were at Glamour Awards, was it last night? Yes, at, I was at Madonna last night. Which Madonna, we can talk about that if you like. But no, I was yeah, at Glamour definitely. the night before. Yeah, the Glamour like Women of the Year Awards. Yeah. It seems that you, you know you, you go to a lot. A lot of your work is being at events, being at these kind of campaigns. Do does that give you a buzz? Do you enjoy that work? Oh yeah, I absolutely love it. I think I think with working on social media, I mean, you might be able to relate to this as well. It's like quite isolated in a way, and it does make me laugh when I first got into it. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna make so many friends. Like this is gonna be so good for like socialization. Mm. And then the first few years were really lonely. 
because you're just you're making content sometimes outside with people but sometimes mm. at home especially in my like early days as well a lot of it was made at home and you're at home you're editing you're researching you're doing whatever you're not really talking to people and it feels like you're just mm. shouting into the void a lot of the time so do you feel like it's like almost a one you're talking in one direction but before perhaps you're not hearing yeah, Back, and like, you know, yeah, right. I think sometimes as well, like people might people might see your post, they might engage with it, they might really like it, but a lot of the time it's it's quite hard to really gauge sort of how you're doing. And I found that anyway. Sometimes I feel like maybe it's a little bit of imposter syndrome, or maybe being too hard on myself. But I often find like, oh, I'm not doing enough, or I need to be mm. doing more. And I think when you go to these events and you're meeting people in the same spaces, yeah, I guess the that is the challenge, I guess, of content creation, isn't it? Because you kind of create, you are creating putting out your work which in many ways is your like art form or your yeah. messaging in much ways like you publish say, a book or you know magazine writing and yeah in some ways of course you do have some feedback because people can comment and so on but yep. it's not the same as seeing someone in person or you know hearing people's reactions and I guess perhaps when you're at yeah. awards or at you know events and stuff do you find that's an opportunity to kind of get a bit more of that feedback yeah, absolutely. I feel like when you meet people face to face as well, people will be so much more likely to be like, oh, you know, I loved it when you did this. And like you hear some like actual like good feedback. Whereas I think when we're online, you're probably so much more likely to comment like if it's negative um, or if you're That's like... That's a really good point. Actually. Yeah, I think I think it was some research. I mean, this is me giving out research when I'm like, I don't know the source. But I remember me and my flatmate again talking about like YouTube comments and like mm. how I think YouTube is one of the platforms where you're least likely to leave a comment. And YouTubers. I, YouTubers. That makes sense. Yeah. Actually, that does make sense. Um, I don't think maybe sense. just because more like the format of it, but TikTok people will just leave a comment and yeah. then like they've it's left their brain before they've even finished typing the comment yeah. a lot of the time. I, um, I know a lot of people are like that, but I think you're so much more likely to comment something online if it's negative. So sometimes in that respect, it can be hard to gauge you know, how you're actually doing and, and hear some positive feedback. Hmm. When did you start online? When was the first? When did you like, right, I'm moving into this direction of oh. content creation campaigning? When did you start? Do you start? know, it's a really sort of, I can never really pinpoint the start moment. I guess maybe 2017, because mm. um, I accidentally sort of fell into it. So I had an accident when I was 21 and became paralysed then. And I just sort of started posting about my mm -hmm. journey, what I was going through. And that was because I was spending a lot of days alone. I was in rehab and then I came out of rehab and I was at home waiting for like house adjustments to be done and stuff and was just waiting at home all day for that. And I just sort of started sharing my journey through physio and what I was going through and managing that journey as a 21 year old who's just come out of uni. Um, and it just kind of sort of spiraled from there. And it really wasn't until maybe a year and a half or two years in that I was like, oh, this could be like a career, this could be like a job. Mm. And it always really surprises people because in 2019, I won the Cosmopolitan Health and Wellbeing Influencer of the Year. Yeah, I saw that, that's amazing. But at that amazing. point, I was still working in retail. I didn't, I, I'd never- So you were still working? Yeah. In, so you're working in retail while building your platform? Yeah, like and I, have, How do you have the time? <laughs> Honestly, it speaking was of well -being. quite the challenge, yeah, speaking of well-being, yeah, it was, and wasn't easy to manage and it was just, it was so wild to me because that, I think winning that award and being in the room with that people, with those kind of people that I'd really respected as well, I just kind of thought, oh, maybe this like is something and it's wild that it, it took that moment for it to maybe to click, but um, yeah, even like up until like that point in my life, I was still working in retail and still sort of balancing because I just didn't know, is this actually going to go anywhere? Can this be something substantial? And I didn't want to lose that security of, you know, There feels a lot less certainty associated with it, isn't it? It's a different, yeah, there is absolutely. a big leap of faith actually of, 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 of doing that. And it's a leap of faith in yourself, which is hard to have sometimes. <laughs>
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You were 21 when you had you know, the accident. That must have been... That must have been pretty hard to learn to adjust, but then also to put yourself in not a risky position, but you're like, you're going for something, you don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Psychologically, that's a lot. How did you kind of cope with that? Like what, I guess for listeners, how do you, what like techniques do you use to kind of keep yourself mentally in the right place? It's, you know what, it's, it's really hard looking back on it because I, I think at the time I wasn't consciously doing anything to like, you know, thinking like, oh, this is really hard or, you know, to kind of keep myself in the right place. I think mm. I really was just going by it like day by day mm. because days could be so, so different. I could maybe have like a great day at physio and I'd feel really strong and I'd feel a little bit like my old self again. And then some days I'd have a day where it was just, it was really, really hard and, um, and it, it felt even just impossible to get out of bed. Um, so it really was just taking it day by day. And I think it was just taking it day by day for years, to be honest with you. I think there was maybe a moment, maybe like three years after my injury, when I stopped and I thought, oh, day lots of days have gone by and they've got a little bit easier each time. Really? Yeah. I, I was going to ask you, my next question was, do you still view things day by day? Maybe, is, is, it, is it a good way to look at things one day at a time? I think it can be, yeah. I think it's really good to obviously think ahead, plan ahead. And I feel like in this age, it feels like everyone is always working on a secret project or, you know, like, <laughs> do you know, <laughs> know what, what I mean? mean? And I'm that I'm annoying person <laughs> because, like, I, I would say that as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, but... I agreed, agreed. I've got a secret project as well. <laughs> I've got That's a secret funny. project and, you know, I'm working on this so and I'm planning this. So and true. then a lot of us will be sitting there thinking, well, I don't have a secret project. Yeah. You know, what am I doing? And I think it can be, it's obviously so good to plan ahead um, and it's, like, necessary for some areas of life if you want to actually achieve some of your goals mm. but I do think we are just so hard on ourselves and I think you have to take it day by day and if you don't take it day by day you're actually not even going to appreciate each day there is because mm. I guess there is a risk as well if you look too far ahead or you start I think the thing about looking far ahead I find is that looking far ahead also tends to come with comparison yes. when you look ahead you also start adding metrics milestones you start thinking yep. and you end up going into this this whole comparison thing and I, and I wonder you know I, I as part of my work I go and visit a lot of schools I speak to a lot of young people and I think the comparison stuff seems to create a lot of unhappiness mm. amongst people but what, what is as someone that's you know you've well you've been on social media for a good good number of years now I mean I came on social media really in 2018 so longer than I have and I just wonder you know what what have you seen from like your community what do you hear from people do you think the comparison 
is the thief of joy, as people say, or... Yeah, you know, no, it's, it's one of those ones where that quote is kind of a bit of a cliche, but I think it's the one, one it ones that's cliche, true. But cliche, but true. Yeah. You know, some of the cliches are true. I think it's absolutely true. Um, I think, and I definitely compare myself a lot. And I think sometimes I forget to look at my own achievements and be like, you know, you achieved that. And I think it's so important for me as well, especially as a disabled creator, mm. to, you know, you achieved that with so many mm. like different obstacles that were put in front of you mm. and I think that's the difference when especially within sort of the creator field there are people coming from so many different backgrounds um, so many different obstacles and also so many different privileges as well for some people and I think it can be really hard to look at what everyone else is doing and look at your own journey and go mm. yeah but I have to admit well mine was different mm. and I was coming from a different starting place or you know I had to dive off on a different path for a little bit. Um, and I think that's really important to remember because it's not even just in the creator space, it's in every single field yeah. they're in. Everyone is coming from a different place and a different background. I think that's, that is a very good point because I, I do, I suspect we do talk about like social media a lot with comparison, but actually it does really stem into, into life. I saw a post the other day on TikTok and someone was saying, oh, you know, I'm 33, this was a woman who was 33, you know, I've not got children and I'm not married. And like you look around and, and they were making that point that actually the only reason it becomes an issue like an issue is mm. that you're comparing when you actually just look at where you are and the point they were making was like I'm actually happy with what I'm doing I'm comfortable yeah. with who I am it's only the comparison that creates the element of doubt yeah. or worry or anxiety almost absolutely I think especially for for women as well but also as like as someone that I'm part of the queer community and I think our paths in life are so so different to someone who is straight I think for a lot of queer people as well we lose a lot of time in our teenage years because that time where you're maybe like dating and figuring things out and working out who you are you spend a, what, a lot of queer people anyway um, spend a lot of that time in fear or you know scared to, to work out who they are well it makes sense in some sense then why some communities have greater risk of say mental health struggles or feeling loneliness and things um, yeah that's something that we that we hear like the lgbtqi plus community higher risks of things like mental illness you yeah know? Um, and, and is that something that you see as part and because i know a lot of the work you do you talk you know about you know, um, being queer, the queer community, and you know, you, you share a lot of, I think, positive insights, but also pretty real with your content. So what, what do you see, what do you experience, and what do you hear in terms of mental health, mental illness amongst that community? And how, how because I, I always think, at the end of the day, we should all be a family. We, as we humanity, we, we should really all be a family. Yeah. So how does the wider community support and create an environment that is more accepting, more supporting, and whatever it should be, you know? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I think there's so many different facets of that question and there's so many different answers to so many specific, you know, regions within the question of how can you support people more? And I really think the question just across the board for multiple different communities is just to talk to each other more. Yeah. You know, obviously there are structural um, things that need to be in place um, to support people when they need help. But I think actually just asking people if they're okay and I think maybe especially you know in the world that we live in we do especially in this country it's a very individualistic society mm. and one thing that I love about being queer is I think we really have such a sense of community mm. um, and we really have you know like our own chosen families and we're all like very very close and you know we'll be very very connected in that way and I think that's so so important across the board whether you're queer or not I think to have that community that you can really open up to um, especially in you know a society like ours which is very individualistic we're so busy with work and mm. we're so busy with our families and everything that's going on it can be so easy to forget sometimes just to 
check in with people and you know and take that time to allow people to open up to you because I think it's something that happens over time um, if you ask someone if they're okay they're probably not going to say no straight away but that just reinforcing that oh are you okay are you okay oh how was that and like keeping you know keeping in touch with things that they're doing and I think that allows people to open up to you a lot more it's very true isn't it there's something around that you can take from that into just broader broader life isn't it as well it's just like that how important it is to have an element of vulnerability and, and, and ask questions and learn and understand and check in meaningfully on people. Because I think a lot of the time we are, we, we've got the tube here and you just look around and you see people that are kind of off to this, doing this, doing that all the time. We, we, we're often very much like in our own world so much. And perhaps yeah. maybe that's why also you can become really obsessed with your own problems because you are you're inwardly in this space, aren't yeah. you? And you're focused on, oh gosh, we've got this. And if you're thinking too far, how do you, oh my God, I gotta get, get this done. Or, you know, I was looking, I'm doing a master's in public mental health. Don't ask me why I've decided to take that on. <laughs> I, um, don't ask me that question right now. because Exactly, you're answer. asking the questions yeah. um, today, not I, me. I, I, I think, you know, if I look too far ahead and the module's coming, it can become really daunting and you get mm. a bit negative and critical. But that only happens because you become so inward whereas when you ask other people how they're doing or you take mm. interest in learning about other people's lives yeah i think it also gives you perspective on your own life yeah i know something that i i've really learned to do is when i'm sort of spiraling and when i do mm. sort of think of a problem or sometimes create a problem mm. in my own head i can really sort of let it run away um like with you know with myself i think something that i've really got a lot better with age of doing is stopping myself and going okay but what is the is, is it an issue today here right now is it going to be a future issue or when is it actually going to be an issue because if i think if i try and plot a timeline out of when is this actually going to start causing problems for me sometimes i will realize oh okay maybe it's actually not as big an issue as i'm thinking about and texting my friends and being like hey do you have time for a call later or you know stopping myself from spiraling before it gets to that point because i think once you've been spiraled and overthought it and overthought it the thought gets bigger and bigger in your head and it just becomes like this big and bigger and bigger wall that you've put around you to deal with and i i think of like problems as almost for, for me when i'm sort of creating or expanding on problems in my head the more and more i leave it before saying something to someone it's almost like putting up brick by brick and i think the earlier you stop it spiraling in your head the less bricks you've got to like take yeah. down and deconstruct god i love that that's such a great analogy because before you know it you built a whole house of problems and then you've got to pull the damn house down yeah and you've got all the concrete the concrete set and it's and sometimes it takes issue. a community to build a house so it takes a community to yeah, take a house to take down, down as well that's so true and when you're having struggles you know you need different people with different expertise i guess yeah how am i going to get the door off or whatever yeah. you know that's a really good example because and perhaps that's a way that, that applying you know looking at the future can actually be helpful so you know it's like you said is this problem an issue today okay it does feel like a bit of a problem am I still going to worry about this in 48 hours am I going to worry yeah. about it in a week's time and, and there aren't many problems that stand the test of time and if they yeah. do then you've got to face those right yeah and you can create a plan of action I think sometimes looking to the future it can be a, a good thing as well I know when I was in hospital um, when I first become paralyzed something I used to consistently say to myself was it won't be like this in a year's time um, and that was really important because I was in a place where I was in bed for the better part of two months in the hospital bed. Wow. So I had to really be able to think ahead and say, right, this is where I want to be in a year's time. But then also be able to track it back and go, right, so what do I need to have achieved in six months or in three months or a month? or And then what can I do each day that takes me closer to that point? And there's this really great quote that I love. 
Um, and it's, I can't remember who the quote is, but I remember Beyonce used it in an interlude this year on tour. And it says, um, time makes us all prisoners to the present. So in that moment where I was like, oh, you know, just in the hospital bed for what it was going on, for what felt like an eternity, like a lifetime, obviously that then you're like a prisoner to that moment in time. That's so, so true. You almost have to be able to, in your head, time travel forward and say, well, this is where I want to be, but how can I take steps each day to get to that point in a year's time and, or, or whenever I get there and not rushing myself. Yeah. Oh gosh, I love that. That's an amazing crowd. I'm still letting that sink in. It is true. It's kind of when you're in dark or difficult moments or perhaps you're in a situation that mm. feels insurmountable. It's insurmountable because at that time you're in that moment. Yeah. Whereas the, the, in the future you won't be trapped in that moment. Yeah. It's true, isn't it? It's and almost... you, you can look at your history and go, okay, I, it's, it's okay to feel like worried right now because it's a very valid emotion. But look at your history of things that you've been able to solve. And, well, you know, look at everything you've been through before. Be like, you've solved problems before. You survived, what is it, 100, you've survived 100% of the days that you've lived, isn't it? Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's, and I think that is a great way of looking at it. Well, I think with that quote, it's a lovely point to come to the end of part one of the Stompcast. Thank you for, for joining me. We're in Greenwich Park. And we'll see you all for part two very soon. Do join us. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.